Now, Destination Anywhere with Melanie Olivero. We're going to talk about all things the Red Planet here on Destination Anywhere on CNA 938. Come on this cosmic journey with me, Melanie Olivero. All you history buffs, astronomy fans, science fiction lovers and even comic book collectors should set aside some time to check out the ongoing exhibition and it's called Mars, the Red Mirror. Held at and presented by Art Science Museum and the Centre of Contemporary Culture Barcelona, Mars, the Red Mirror is said to be the most comprehensive historical and cultural showcase on Mars. Get this you'll witness 12,000 years of Martian history through art, history and science from ancient times to the present day. And there are so many instances where you can take photos and videos for your reels and TikTok, including this gigantic Mars globe hanging from the ceiling. you got to see it to believe it. I've got someone who can better explain things to us. So let's bring on Dimitris Kantopoulos, senior producer and exhibition producer from Art Science Museum. Hey, Dimitris, the exhibition is divided into blue, red and green zones. It's very, very telling and is made more obvious when I check back and when we check back on our pictures. Can you tell us why that is? Uh, hi, hello. Uh, thank you for having me today. Uh, and uh, thank you for visiting the exhibition. So uh, you touched upon the design of the exhibition, which uh, is divided into three sections, the blue, red and green. Um, and uh, this is uh, the inspiration for that came from uh, the famous science fiction trilogy from uh, uh, Kim Stanley Robinson. Uh, he wrote this trilogy about the future, uh, humanity's move to Mars and colonization of Mars, terraforming. And uh, the three books uh, were coded in uh, these three colors that we used uh, for uh, the design of the exhibition. Uh, you know, it is important for us every time to not just present the objects uh, that uh, we are showing every time, but to create an experience uh, through design in our exhibitions. That's right. So Kim Stanley Robinson's, Robinson's Red Mars, Green Mars and Blue Mars. And what is nice, Dimitris, is that we can see all these three books exhibited at the, uh, of course, at where Art Science Museums, uh, the Red Mirror is, Mars the Red Mirror, so that we know what, what it looks like when we order it online. Ah, <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, the, uh, we did some research and we were in touch with uh, Kim Stanley Robinson himself ah. uh, as well. Um, and uh, we found that uh, in the exhibition, we have copies from the English versions, the Japanese versions and the Chinese versions. Yes. Uh, and uh, we were kind of excited to be presenting these uh, languages uh, of the books that are they're not only the English uh, uh, versions and it's something that we try to do throughout the exhibition to add uh, more Asian content, more regional content. That was very uh, important for us. Yes, that's right, and it's definitely apparent the moment we walk in. Well, also the moment we enter and before we turn left and enter the exhibit proper, we need to turn right first, isn't that right, Dimitris? To see Co this correct. this fragment of a meteorite. It's smaller than a credit card. I zoomed in on the picture I took of it and then I saw flecks of red in it. So is it from Mars? Correct, correct. Yes, uh, we know that this is uh, a piece of a meteorite that uh, came uh, from Mars. It was discovered in 2010 uh, in uh, the Sahara Desert. 
by uh, two Spanish scientists. Uh, and then it was later identified by Dr. Jordi Yorca, uh, who is a professor of chemical engineering uh, at the Polytechnic University of Catalonia. You know, we have data from Mars uh, and uh, we know the chemical composition of its surface. And that's how the scientists were able to identify that it has come from Mars. So nice. We can be so close to Mars looking at this, this little shaving of the meteorite. And there's also some sand that we can look in an hourglass, Dimitris. Exactly. Um, so uh, the the hourglass you're talking about yeah. is uh, a contemporary artwork by uh, British artist uh, Katie Patterson. Uh, and uh, Katie uh, took material that has come uh, from space to Earth and she pulverized it uh, into this sand into this dust that we can see in the hourglass um, and uh, it counts about 14 to 15 minutes which is uh, the time that uh, a signal takes to go to Mars from Earth. Okay, that's so meaningful and so nice to see this, this dust yeah. that we can see uh, the moment we walk in as well. Also, what stayed with me is that when reading the many information panels, mm. at one point I noticed that Astronomers in the 1800s saw some canal-like structures, some some sort of ditch-like structures on Mars. And then they said, these are made by non-human intelligent life. So is that the point in the 1800s, how the myth of Martians started or did it go before that? So um, uh, the story you are talking about was uh, closer, I would say, to the 1900s. And, uh, you know, at around that time, we started having the development of telescopes and uh, astronomers started actually looking at the surface of Mars uh, with more than uh, their naked eyes. Uh, and uh, some of the first maps of Mars were created by uh, the Italian astronomer Giovanni Schiaparelli. Uh, and uh, with the limited uh, techno uh, telescope technology we had at that time, he drew some straight lines, let's call them, uh, on the surface of Mars. And uh, then uh, another American uh, astronomer called Lowell, he got obsessed with the idea that these lines are actually artificial structures made by a Martian uh, civilization, which was, of course, uh, incorrect. So how is it explained to us that it's incorrect that there were Martians ah. digging ditches <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, uh, you know, around the nineteen the sixties, uh, we started having the first missions to Mars. That we spent uh, we sent uh, spacecrafts uh, to go close to Mars and observe it uh, from its orbit. And uh, one of them was uh, NASA's Mariner Four uh, spacecraft, and it took pictures close enough from uh, the surface of Mars. And then we were able to know for sure. Uh, that unfortunately there is no uh, alien civilization on Mars and uh, there's no uh, such linear artificial structures. So these were created uh, by by what exactly? These ditches, these canals? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, well, uh, I, these canals were might have been formed by water flowing on the su surface of Mars thousands of years ago or millions of of years ago, uh, but I think the intention of uh, Schiaparelli uh, was just to see, to draw something approximate that he had uh -huh. seen with his very early telescope. It was m nothing more than uh, a first attempt uh, to make a map of Mars. Okay, all right. So now that technology yeah. is so advanced, uh, we know that these are not ditches as well. And we've got all I those... Uh, sorry, yeah, Dimitris? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's exactly as you said. It's, it's uh, how technology advances and the, you know, uh, science is a slow uh, 
a slow progress, I would say. Uh, we it takes time, uh, and every scientist has uh, put his own stone uh, in this continuous path to you know uh, get more information about the universe that we live in. Yeah, it's so nice to see the chronology of this information of the universe that mankind has gathered through the ages, and it's nice to see how this has evolved. This this intelligence, this information, all this fact-finding and also fake news has evolved through time and it's all in Mars the Red Mirror. Well, Mars the Red Mirror is an interactive exhibition. There is a crystal ball that we can touch and an (laughs) old radio, we can adjust the knobs of the old radio and get very close to it. And then there's this huge four-meter inflatable sculpture of Mars but of course, we can't touch that one. It's suspended from the ceiling. Correct. But you see, Dimitris, I posed in a way that uh, mm. Mars was crashing towards me. So that was a lot of fun. So we can pose in different <laughs> ways with uh, Mars. Can you tell us more about these interactive elements and what we can expect to see and hear? Absolutely. Um, the two examples you mentioned, uh, the crystal ball and the, the radio uh, is some of our attempts to create some theatrical moments in the exhibition and are directly linked to the discussion we just had about uh, Schiaparelli and the canals and the aliens. Uh, after that mistake or this fake news about the uh, alien civilization, there were so many people who became interested in Mars like uh, mediums or psychics that they were saying that they were receiving telepathic messages from Mars or uh, the radio broadcast of with uh, uh, the War of the Worlds. There was all this fascination in the early uh, uh, 20th century about Mars, and we tried to pick up some stories uh, and uh, bring them to life with uh, theatrical sets, I would say. Yeah, and one of my other favourite parts was hearing Orson Welles, uh, of course, the famed Hollywood director and actor, reading the War of the Worlds uh, novel, in his radio broadcast, which made a lot of people panic because the the way he read it was so convincing, they really thought they were gonna they were gonna be invaded. Uh, of course, like you said, one of the first instances of fake news, uh, even though he was reading from a novel. And another thing that I liked was seeing Mars depicted in the Indonesian science fiction comics. And there's a whole yeah. panel that we can see. Can you tell us how this exhibition shows us how Mars has seeped very deeply into media consciousness. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for bringing up the Indonesian comics because this is, I would say, uh, one of the my favorite things in the exhibition that we were able to find uh, this artist and collector uh, who lives in Jogjakarta uh, and he's fascinated by space and Mars and uh, the, he has been collecting Indonesian comics from the 50s to the 80s uh, with both uh, original uh, Indonesian uh, characters or uh, Western characters that have been adapted uh, in stories about Mars. Mars. Um, and f- with that, we wanted to show that the fascination for Mars was not a European thing, it was an American thing, it was a global thing that spread uh, in all cal- cultures around the world. Yes, indeed. And so let's include India in that one, because India is featured yeah. significantly too, as, as Mars was referred to as Mangala by the ancient Indians and also regarded as a warrior god. And then centuries later, this exhibition also features India's Mangalayan Mars or orbiter mission. So they, they kept the ancient word Mangala for their orbiter mission. Tell us all about that. That part of the exhibition mm-hmm. I found I found very, very interesting and very well included as well. I would say this is one of my favorite things to talk about the exhibition. 
um, how uh, in ancient times we had the gods and we had mythology, uh, but now in the present day, uh, thanks to science and technology, we can make spacecrafts and actually send them to Mars, or we are about to go to Mars. So this concept of uh, uh, Mangala or Mangalian uh, uh, developed uh, from a god, uh, to an actual spacecraft that went to Mars. Um, and uh, there is this very interesting video that um, uh, shows uh, everyday people in Hyderabad in India, they're being interviewed uh, and they're being asked their opinion about why should India spend all this money to go to Mars? Should we be exploring Mars or space? Uh, and I think uh, it gives us a great perspective of what the everyday people now in India think about uh, this exploration. Some of them were very patriotic, I noticed in this video. Uh, well, some people were saying, oh my God, we should not <laughs> be spending all that money, while others were very proud that, you know, a country that does not have a long history uh, in uh, space exploration is coming into this field now. And uh, that's something that is getting me very excited because in the exhibition we see not only India, but also Singapore and then Indonesia, other countries countries that uh, were not traditionally associated with space exploration are leaning into that now. Yeah, Singapore, known as the Red Dot, has, uh, has a stake <laughs> on the Red Planet in this exhibition as well. Uh, correct. So we um, worked with uh, space faculty, uh, which is uh, uh, um, a Singaporean uh, company that uh, works uh, into the field of um, uh, a space and it's trying to create business opportunities uh, for uh, both uh, Singaporean and regional companies to uh, uh, put uh, to invest uh, in space technologies. And uh, you know, people might be asking, what is that space technology and why are we invested in that? One very easy example for that would be SpaceLink, uh, Starlink uh, uh, from uh, SpaceX, and uh, that might be the easiest way to see uh, why. Uh, People and business should be involved in space exploration. Elon Musk, huh? <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitris, you said uh, quite a few spots are your favourite places. So what other parts of the exhibition would be your favourite space as well that you also took lots of pictures of? Right. Um, I would say uh, just before the end of the exhibition, uh, there is an artwork uh, called Marsonauts. Not astronauts, but marsonauts, mm. uh, which is an AI-generated artwork um, with uh, landscapes from Mars and images of uh, future astronauts that will go to space and explore its surface. Um, and I find it very poetic because the arti artist has said that he will be creating a new marsonaut every day until we go to Mars. Okay, because we can we can see panels of these astronauts, very colorful, very well designed and generated. Uh, pictures and designs of people wearing astronaut suits. Correct. Uh, and for me, you know, this is an, perhaps a direct or indirect way to uh, speak about how uh, artificial intelligence might help us uh, on our journey to Mars. Uh, and, you know, it's a very timely topic to be talking about. And it photographs very nicely as well, I must uh, say. It does. It, it, it's beautiful. <laughs> Dimitris, thank you so much for joining me on Destination Anywhere. It's been very educational and fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And we are looking forward to seeing everybody in the museum. That's right, thank everyone. You heard the man. You heard the good man. Dimitris Kantopoulos, senior producer and exhibition producer from Art Science Museum. Mars, the Red Mirror is ongoing. 
and always ready for you to explore. But remember, you only have until the 7th of April to see it at the Art Science Museum. So make sure you check it out with your loved ones, your BFFs and, of course, your family. This has been Destination Anywhere and I'm Melanie Olivero for CNA 938. 